Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Hey, everyone. Uh, whenever Jasmine and I are in a dinner rut, which is uh, more frequent than uh, you think would happen, or, or you know, whenever we know that we won't have time to run to the grocery store, we love turning to Green Chef. Uh, it's an organic meal kit that gives you the convenience of home cooking combined with fine dining flavor. They add some delicious variety to the mix and deliver premium organic ingredients already mostly prepped and easy recipes anyone can cook in just about 30 minutes. We've done a bunch of recipes, uh, and even our kids love it. And listen, if you're uh, on the paleo diet or vegan or maybe even keto, uh, well, listen, you're in luck because they have seven meal plans to choose from with new recipes every week. For convenient and organic meal kits delivered right to your door, go to greenchef.us slash Richard, and you'll get $50 off your first box. That's greenchef.us slash R-I-C-H-A-R-D. That's Richard for $50 off. I felt good. That was like a little pep rally. It's like a cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. Green chef, green chef, green chef. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a special giant-sized episode. Starving for attention. This is um, this is a different one um, for a couple of reasons. One, because uh, Jasmine, you're there. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, but you're in California. Oh yeah, uh, in San Diego. Right. And Heather's in Los Angeles. Yep. And I'm in Minneapolis. Right. Whoa! Yeah, it's the World Wide Web. It's the World Wide <laughs> Web coming together. Uh, so it's special for that reason. Also special because this is going to be a different type of episode. We're going to basically recap the premiere of uh, the new show, Top Chef Juniors. Oh, yeah. And why not? And there's only one reason we're doing this. So straight off the bat, uh, full disclosure, uh, no one's paying us to recap this show. This is not because I'm on the show or... Um, you know, we have an affiliation with Top Chef or NBC or Bravo. It's really just because, Jasmine, you were like, let's uh, recap Top Chef Juniors. Let's do a recap. Well, we've talked about recap episodes, and this one seems to be right in our uh, wheelhouse, you know? I think it is. Um, yeah. So we're, this is just really us being fans of, uh, obviously, the food space and food television. Everyone who listens to the podcast knows that. Uh, but also we have kids. And it seemed like a nice way to do a different type of episode. And also, um, Jasmine, this is sort of how we fell into podcasting, I think, listening yeah. to recaps, right? Recaps. Yeah. Well, I mean, you did. I think you got into podcasts this way. Mine was a West Mine West, was a little West more West. intellectual, possibly. Yeah. You were a little more <laughs> Freakonomics, and I was a little bit more Westworld recap show. Right. Um, yeah. But, you know, but, it's a crooked path, but we all we got in the same place. It is. Um, right off the bat, not to, uh, hopefully it's not a spoiler alert, but there will be some spoilers if you haven't seen the premiere episode here of Top Chef Juniors. Uh, but spoiler alert, as far as assessment goes, I was pretty impressed with this show. Yeah, it was kind of like um, alternate reality. If like kids were the adults in the world, like it was pretty much just Top Chef. Like they could have actually probably just taken the junior part off and just been like, these are our really young Top Chef 
contestants. Right. So but. you're talking about you were impressed because of the of the talent of the kids. No, I well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I've seen enough. I mean, I think yes, of course they're talented and amazing. But I think um, what I'm talking about is really just like the way they they talked and carried themselves professionally. And obviously the production of the show itself was, you know, I mean, plug and play like Top Chef. Oh, I see that. That's where I, I agree with you. But I want to talk a little bit more about that because I was really impressed with the production. Right. So this is Magical nice. Elves. Of course, they produce some of your favorite shows. Of course, they produce Top Chef and they did Project Runway and so many other amazing shows. They're They're a class act, of course. But I feel like this was a challenge because, uh, you know, as far as the kids cooking space is concerned, this show is like last to market. I mean, there's so yeah, many, true. so many kids shows. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't have any like um, absolute knowledge, but I do know that like the idea of a Top Chef teenager, teenager edition has been in the works or has been an idea for 10 to 12 years, probably as long as the right. Top Chef franchise has existed. Um, right. And I was really worried because being last to market, they're going to get compared to every other show that's out there. And uh, they already were. I've seen stuff on my social media like, oh, it's going to be horrible. It's just kids. And, you know, why are they making another iteration of this show that I used to love? Um, it could have been bad. I thought they did a really good job making it, yeah. although it's obviously in the Top Chef world, making it its own show. Yeah, yeah. I think they did great. I mean... I think it was really different than the other kids shows I've seen. I think that's what I'm saying. I think like it felt very adult and I don't know if that's just because of the top chef brand around it, but I've watched, you know, the kids enjoy those kids baking shows and things like that. And, and they're really sweet and really cute. And, and, but it always feels a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. It feels more fluffy, right? It's yeah, usually a little bit right. more And this was um, like serious. There's knives right. and flame and like it just felt I don't know like again that could be totally the production in my brain. No, <laughs> like no, making no. me think that. But no, um, I mean yes, probably a little bit. But it was yeah. really it was um, so Curtis Stone, who we're going to bring on the pod in a couple of weeks here. Yeah, right. um, is is the host um, and or one of the hosts with Vanessa. He's the head. He's the head judge. I think is he's the head judge. He's the Tom Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Tom exactly. Right. But when the kids come out in that first quick fire challenge, there's one line that really sets it off, and he says that. These are shit. These are the future chefs, right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And that's what really is the differentiator with the show. It's that one line where they're saying, listen, you've seen a bunch of kids shows, but these are kids who cook at home and they're home cooks and they might be cute and adorable and, and talented, of course. But these are kids that actually want to grow up to be chefs, restaurateurs and culinary talents. Right. And I thought that one line was just incredible. But besides... Mm. You know, the fact that they got around some of the stuff that was challenging just because they're last to market. I thought even like the casting was just incredible, even from mm -hmm. and I say yeah. this, and you know, it hurts my soul to not, you know, be standing there in Curtis Stone's shoes. Um, <laughs> totally. <laughs> or like, why can't I be Vanessa Lachey? Uh, right. I, I, I can you do can't it. can't wear a dress. Yeah. But I thought they both were had really good chemistry. I thought they looked great. I mean, the, the show yeah. could have just went down in the first 30 seconds of Vanessa Lachey you know, doing the cold open and she did a great yeah. job. Yeah, she killed it. She did great. Um, and then you get into the casting of like the kids who, you know, oh, they're adorable. You, they're adorable. <laughs> they're just adorable. Yeah. But like, are you looking at every one of them and then sort of like finding the comparable uh, top chef, like oh, senior yeah. 
Jeff? Well, you did. You kind of put that in my brain already. I think it was in the Brooke Williamson podcast we did a couple of weeks ago where you said there was a mini Brooke and a, you know, mini Casey Thompson and, and mini you. And, and so I definitely like in my, that was already kind of set in my brain. I wonder if I would have looked for it without that, but um, I, I saw, I saw what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought that that was pretty amazing just, and I think it's really not by, I don't think it's intentional. It's just that, wow, there's only a certain amount of personalities in the yeah. culinary world. And these are just, yeah. you know, and they just, 11. and they just found like, the the yeah like they set personalities they found the true texan and the you know like the rock and roll guy and the brain brainy kid or you know like they found the survivor story like they just found all of it it was really quite interesting yeah really 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 well done so listen um let's sort of tackle this as if it's a, a recap are we gonna do a show. real a real recap here yeah like let's get into because right. you know why too i feel like here's the one thing I, you, we know that there's thousands and thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of people that listen to this um, but you know who's going to listen to this? These Who? kids. Oh, These kids. I think so. They did their great. Kids, their kids, their parents, them. their friends. Um, yeah. And like everyone who's watching the show, of course. So I yeah. think we should go through it and give it a proper proper All recap because right. it's not about us. Okay. So um, again, the cold open, we covered that. It's great. You know that you're mm-hmm. in the Top Chef world. You get yep. introduced to uh, Vanessa Lachey and Curtis Stone. And, and we know who they are because they're, they're proper celebrities. And then, of course, there's the moment where the, like, the kids just walk into the – sort of top chef kitchen. Yep. Uh, and then everyone's just, I got goosebumps because yeah, they're just, they're they're just excited. Yeah. And there is so, and you had mentioned it and we'll try not to say adorable too much. During this. Try. I'm going to uh, get the thesaurus out. <laughs> yeah. But they're, 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 they're just adorable and they're excited to be there. Um, and I was thinking like, I don't know what the proper title of this episode was, mm. but to me it was, it could have been like blood, sweat, tears, and, uh, adorableness right. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. or or maybe blood sweat tears and sous vide maybe right yeah we'll get into that that was great yeah could have been the title so uh they get in there we start talking uh you know they're talking to the kids they're getting into the challenge and then okay. they reveal something pretty quick that there's a parent's room well no they go they go to the i'm gonna have to recap your recap they go into the uh <laughs> <laughs> sir uh they go the first they reveal the first quick fire are we going we're going recap style here right yeah, so sure. go, go going on, I don't you even... know so we got um the family favorite dish right that was and then but then reimagined in like restaurant quality world that was their quick fire right right and i was just thinking as i was watching this that if i had to do that i'd have to take vegetarian chili and make it restaurant quality and that would be horrible you could <laughs> so, do that I, I mean, I don't, maybe, I don't know. If you put a soft poach, if you put a sous vide egg on it, is oh, that yeah. Put an egg on it. That's a hashtag. Yeah. Just put an egg on it and a little, like, yeah. a sous vide egg and you'd be fine. Right. So they well, have, that, so this. So the, yeah, so the families, I think, submitted, like, their dish. Like, hey, what, what, what do these kids cook for you at home that you guys love? So the families have no clue. They're, you know, they're just submitting this, this answer. And then Ooh. it gets turned around, right, into, okay, now this is what you're going to make. Um, pretty interesting, yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I don't know production-wise what, what exactly happened, but that's, you know, probably generally how it goes. No, well, listen, I mean, of course, I know a little bit about this world since I've competed yes. a number of times. So what happens is as an applicant or, or you know, as in pre-production, there's tons of paperwork that you fill out um, that'll have things like what's your favorite dish you cook at home and what's an ingredient you can't live without and what are your five favorite songs? And you're filling all this out and you have no idea. Yeah. You think it's just sort of a personality gauge Right, but sometimes, yeah, but sometimes all of that data comes back and it like presents itself as, oh, you can't cook without soy sauce. Guess what? No right. soy sauce today. Right. 
Um, So like this should have been a layup, but you're right. If you're answering that question as a parent or even the contestants, the kids, and you're like, what's a dish you make at home? You might want to put in something really impressive. Right. Yeah. And that makes your dish more challenging, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. but it should be a layup, right? So, like, if you're the should barbecue kid yes. in Texas and you make barbecue, it should be easy. Right. There was lots of hunks of meat, I'll tell you that, in the quick fire. <laughs> I felt like a lot of the dishes were, like, big hunk of meat dishes. And is this just a, a skewed from you as far, as far as being a vegetarian that you just thought there was too much meat? No, no, no. I just thought it was an interesting, you know, roll call of the United States, right? If you're looking at – and also just, like, what, you know, what kids can cook and what's kind of – what can be forgiving and, and, and not forgiving for some of the things picked. But, um, exactly. Yeah, interesting. So now, listen, I just really jotted down some notes about some of the kids who, during the quick fire, things that jumped out to yeah. me. You probably have your own notes. So let's just see where they uh, link up without sort of sure. going through every single dish that they cooked. Um, yeah, first thing that, that I was, uh, you know – you, you see, what I loved was, like, you get this, uh, you know, it was Kenzie, I think her name is. She's from Texas. She's got the blue hair. hair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they show, like, the split screen. Her mom's got blue hair. Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> which I did That was fun. They... That was fun playing matchup, actually. Yes. Like, yeah. um, and, and then there's, like, a, there's a Audrey, and she's got glasses, and then Audrey's oh, yeah. mom's got glasses. Right, totally. Yeah, that was that was really fun. I like that part. <laughs> I, exactly. So as a parent, I was really like, oh, wow, look at this. They look exactly like their parents. They probably yeah. act similar. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. And the parents um, are back there watching, like you said, right? Right. So right, So this then this pops up, and, That's you know, I'll get into my, <laughs> my part of the show later, but so the, the parents are in a separate room, right? So often on Top Chef, there are these challenges where someone's watching you. You don't know. It's a special guest judge oh, or yes. something. But I'm here it's familiar. the parents. And I think that this is really interesting because it plays two roles. I love how they actually just let it play out on screen that the parents were in the other room. Because right. when you're filming with kids, like there's the got to be The parents are there all the time. Yeah, right. right. I was going to say that. We know some people that have done some of the kids cooking shows and your parents are there the entire time. Like, it's, yeah, and it's, you know, because you're a kid. So... And I've judged um, other shows. And, like, so there's always a guardian or a parent somewhere yeah. standing by. I love that they actually worked that into the show and you got to see some of the parents' stress as well. Yeah. Oh, it was kind of, like, cringeworthy. Ooh, it was. It was. Um, because could you imagine our kids running around out there? Well, and it's also, like, you know, it, you, you kind of it, you kind of know the, the limitations and capabilities of your own kid. But then you put them in with, you know, 11 other kids running around with hot things and knives and flame. And it's like a little scary. <laughs> right. So scared. I, I wrote down, I just have one word, like one of my first notes of the quick fire was medic. <laughs> yeah, me too. I wrote, I timestamped it. I put six minutes in first medic. Call. Nice. Um, <laughs> so and I saw a lot of bandages so, there, and it was probably later in the show, but there's lots of bandage fingers in there. That's why. I mean, I really feel yeah. like blood, sweat, and tears was a name for this episode because you <laughs> saw all three of those things a lot. Yeah. Um, so someone calls for a medic. I love that they also let this play out because yeah, they show you. Right. it happens on every show, every network with adults and grown people. Yeah. Uh, when you're moving fast with knives and fire and heavy things, there's going to be a couple of cuts and burns. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, then they get it as well. There's, uh, there's a kid from, uh, LA Maxine who, uh-huh. um, you probably one of your favorites because, uh, she's a vegetarian, it seems, or, or only eats um, birds. and fish. I love the, yeah, I love the way she said it. I know she only eats birds and fish. 
That's great. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that a whole great. concept. Like Max and Dean, we should we should get yeah. together and talk about birds a and fish. It's the restaurant fish. name. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I like that she just like said she was stressed, and then I think they did a, a shot of some you know one of her parents in the rooms, and she was stressed, and it was right. just it was fun to see. Yeah. Uh, that kids get stressed too, and sometimes, as we know with our kids, that trickles down, right, from yeah. the parents. Yeah, that was and then, really and then just... this, this like this little generation, or at least this little microcosm of their generation, like they're so supportive of each other. They're so sweet and kind. Like, I love you, that we're you find that. Yeah, I love that we're recapping this, and we didn't watch it together. And like, so one of my notes are, they're so nice. They're so nice. <laughs> like, they just like honestly care about each other. Or at least it seems that way. And like, they're asking about each other and asking for help. And I don't know if they've picked that up from watching other cooking comp- com- competition shows, but there's not a lot of it to see in those. So I hope I it's know. just because they're young and it goes back to that. Like, people are just born and they grow up born nice. Good. Yeah. And they're born. They're born good. Um, but it also will be interesting to see that, you know, you definitely got a sense near the end of the episode that they, there were some competitors out there. And I wonder yeah. how nice they're going to be as the competition proceeds. Well, just like anything, right? Once you spend a little time with a group of people, there are things that pop up. I'm sure you can speak to that. Got it. Um, yes, for sure. Um, Fuller. This kid Fuller. Yeah. I mean, he is a boss. I yeah. mean, I, when I was on set, I was like, this kid is a boss. He's like working totally. in a restaurant already. Right. Yeah, he, he like works the he, expo. Did he say he's expo, expo, right? So like oh, for people man. who don't know about restaurants, like expo is basically like where the chef works, right? Expo is like, like the pretty, quarterback. <laughs> like, if you're like not you're familiar captain, with restaurants, yeah. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're on the expo, you're Captain Kirk. You're, you're yeah. leading the bridge, basically. Uh, and I just, I just love that kid. He's like a boss. I also really love the fact that he made Salisbury steak. Yeah. You of, course would, my, you, of course, would love that. I mean, that's, of course, my yeah. favorite TV dinner, but also a dish that I've played around with in my fine dining restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just that, that that I think that was just a perfect dish to like fit his personality. Yeah. Um, then you got into the uh, the 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 molecular gastronomist slash yeah, the twins. Yeah, <laughs> the twins. <laughs> they're not twins, but they're no. in, my, in my mind. They're obviously they're like kindred spirits, right? Absolutely. So this is like, you know, was it, uh, Henry, was it Henry, Henry and Owen, right? Yeah. Henry and yeah. Owen. And they are like um, who one of them. Henry is like in love with the French laundry right. uh, and travels everywhere with the book. And Owen, they're they're, they're into fine dining and yeah. and obviously really modern, big white plate presentations. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of like uh, and they're not alone. There's like a half a dozen of kids like that probably in the United States. Right. I mean, there's some kids that cook in restaurants. There's, you know, the kid, what's, I forget the kid's name, but from Manhattan, you know? Yeah, Flynn. Yeah, Flynn. right. So there's, there's right. like a half a dozen kids like this, but I don't know. I mean, at, at 12, like I did nothing interesting. <laughs> like this is no. amazing to me. Like <laughs> nothing of interest was happening. It, it is. And I think that like with all of these kids, you know, there's, there's pros and cons of what food television has done. Uh, in our yeah. world, but like yeah. to see the talent that it can emer- uh, emerge at such a young age. Oh, so um, I have a question. Yeah. So do you think there's always been kids like this or do you think it's just with food TV? <sighs> no, I mean, I think that there's, there's probably always been kids like this. Yes. But that their talent doesn't get a chance to really express itself until later in life. Mm. Um, and that because of television that has enabled 
have yeah has sort of created this opportunity. I mean, it's probably the same with sports. I mean, do you think the fact that sports is all over TV that it created better athletes? I would argue that that's probably true. Hmm. No, I don't know. Maybe I mean I think you know just opens up more eyes. You know, it's it's got more eyes on it. So I think that the more people you have statistically, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. And I think the fact that like you can, you know, the, the food television competition enables you to be, to win. Right. I think the competitive angle of it yeah. um, also helps get people like energized mm. uh, to cooking, you know? Um, so yeah. yeah in, uh, and then there is Milo, right? Is Milo. Yeah. Milo. Is, yeah. Wins. Yeah. Right. Milo wins. So he spoiler wins. alert, you yeah. got right yeah. into it. Um, yeah. And just big flavors. He, he was like a, a young Graham Elliott. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like I feel like he, like he had like a cool flowered shirt and like a right. side part um, and was throwing down some big creative flavors. Um, so Milo ends up winning the uh, quick fire challenge. Yep. Um, and I, this is another little note that I took down. So there's a Maxine Henry, Fernando, Milo and Owen are on the top. Right. And mm-hmm. so I wrote down on my notes as I'm watching. I wrote down bottom. They don't announce any of the bottom. Right. Or at least they didn't show it. They might have announced it, right? And might oh, not have put it in true. the show. That's true. I wasn't yeah. there for it. I don't know. But as a viewer, you know, yeah. you're left with the sense that again, I think this was a really nice production play where yeah. why why, you know, for the first episode especially, why is it important to reveal like three people who weren't that successful? Right. Um, yeah, sure. Like now in Top Chef the regular version, of course that creates a, some tension and drama. Yeah. Um, even if it's yeah, just you, internally in the kitchen. Well, and you, yeah, and you start to set up, you know, success stories or rebound stories and things like that that come, you know, from losing. Right, exactly. Um, so they don't do the bottoms, and then they get introduced into the back recreation room, which is really just a surprise. Your parents are here. Right. Moments. Um, and again, which I, is I, like I, sometimes I, I feel like uh, uh, in the real Top Chef, parents should have been in the stew room. Probably would have helped. Some of you guys. <laughs> I think probably yes. I think um, I think some parent parental guardianship in the the adult version of Top Chef in the stew room would have probably saved some embarrassing moments. Right, it, would, it could, could cut, cut down on some consumption of uh, beverages, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I like that too that they kind of let that moment play out a little bit. It's only a couple yeah. of. Uh, you know, seconds on the screen, but you get to see that the parents are there and supporting their kids and that the kids are happy to see them, which is also as a parent, (laughs) made me feel pretty good. Um, then they're introduced into, uh, the next challenge right there in the room. Right. Uh, and what is that? What was the challenge? Yeah. The elimination one was, uh, what's your food dream and kind of create a showcase dish. So really like, Show us who you are, like show us, you know, what you want to be in, in food basically. Right. A nice, which I think is like, I think it's kind of challenge. I don't know. I, I guess like it, I'm just trying to put myself in a 12 year old's body and I'm like, really, you know, the answer to that already. It's amazing. I don't know. No, I agree with you. Listen, as an adult, these were my, the challenges that I couldn't stand because there's no box, right? Right. Yeah. It's so, wide open. I like, yeah, I'd rather say you can only use five ingredients and it has to be <laughs> Italian food. Like it's a little easier to think that way when you, when you're, when it's like, you can do whatever you want. It's a dream. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. That gets tough because you can you can uh, be a little bit – you can think too much, quite honestly. Yeah. You can uh, think too big, really. And I think some of the young chefs actually end up doing that. They get a little too ambitious. Mm, yeah. um, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, they start to sort of break down their dishes uh, going into the elimination challenge. And uh, you 
that's where you get to see this, uh, the twins, as you call them. Uh, <laughs> Henry and Owen are like chopping it up, talking about totally. dining and sous vide. Like I just, I literally felt like I was just watching like two cooks from, you know, Juniper and Ivy or, or, you know what I mean? Like, I just felt like it was just these two kids, like just line dogs, like just, just knew how to talk to each other right away. Right, right. Exactly. It was. And then you can, you could see them, you know, uh, again, acting, they're, they're acting as adults in this situation, sort of, um, you know, they found themselves, uh, like kindred spirits, like you said. Uh, and they do something that's really uh, important in the Top Chef world. They, they kind of have found an ally, a like-minded yeah. ally. Right, yeah. Um, and it'll time- be, again, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I time-stamped uh, the sous vide appearance at 25 minutes, just so you know. Wow, I like that. Uh, I know. And how <laughs> responsible do you feel for that? Like, do you feel like you have a part in that? Like, I feel like we should have some sort of endorsement working for a sous vide <laughs> to be honest. You did um, for a while, yeah. But and well, well, well listen. I mean, I, I don't want to fast forward too much. I felt really good about it, uh, like when when I got to taste the sous vide food because, mm. you know, it's not a great choice a lot in a competition. And and I think even was it it was Owen, right? Um, or yeah, I think it was Owen. I think it was Owen. Henry. Yeah, yeah. I think Owen did the duck. Yeah, Owen, and he's talking about it, and like he's he's really articulating it just amazing like you know hey it's yeah. going to take an hour i don't know if i have enough time you know he's not just doing it to just do it like he actually understands the process of it and the challenge of it um yeah. and i thought that, that was really really great to see um yeah. and then um what did you did you have some notes about the planning process or some of the dishes that they were uh starting to cook when they got into the challenge you know the next thing i have is that we have tears at 28 minutes and like <laughs> as a mom i'm just like Oh my gosh, someone give that poor, you know, kid a hug, <laughs> you know? Right. And, and I think it was, I think it was Fernando, I think that was having trouble filleting his fishes when that happened. Yes. And I'm just wondering, like they have a, so they have a medic on set. Like, do they have like a set mom? Do they have like a counselor or somebody there that can like rub him on the back? I don't know. I mean, I, this is obviously like my mom jeans coming out and just being like, Oh my gosh, that poor boy. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, listen, again, I, I'm not speaking on behalf of production because I don't know. Right. But no. my, my gut tells me no. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, but they're just letting it play out, right? Right. Like, so there's always, you know, a producer, uh, you know, uh, slash writer, which is someone, you know, writing down like you just did. Like, this happened yeah. at 28 minutes. This happened at 30 minutes. Um, and, of course, with the kids, I think there's always that sense that, like, your producer kind of feels like they're on, you know, your team. And they're, they're definitely looking out for you and protecting you. So there's support around for sure. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you mentioned the medic. Um, and, uh, you know, to be quite honest, I mean, I know, too, just like there's always, like, psychological uh, support around as well. So certainly if someone needs it, it's there. But, you know, you, you know, it is a, it's a reality television show. You got to let those yeah. things play out. Yeah. And we saw a lot of tears. Yeah. You Lots. Know. I mean, you that know. was just the first one. That was the first one. And then it was just like floodgates, I feel like, from there. Right. <laughs> which, which you don't see on a lot of the kids' shows. Like, I feel like that's well, when, you know, you yeah. see them, but I feel like they're ramped up. You know, yeah, where maybe you know it's or coming. it's at the elimination or it's when someone's going home. But this was more right. like I'm having a tough time. And that I think just I think that just speaks to the, the challenge level that that Top Chef has always brought, you know, has always brought to the table that, that it's tough and it's hard and it's a competition, you know. Exactly. And you get to see that. And uh, lots of tears. I've cried in Top Chef. 
So that's yep. okay, Fernando. Yeah. Uh, and Fuller and, you know, uh, yeah. who else was called? Jasmine, I think, perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of kids with tears, but that's okay. Like, yeah. like uh, you know, again, I know. Yeah, adults said cry it all the people. time. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> In real life and on Top Chef. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it was it was kind of like, oh, I just want to go out there and help help these kids. No. Um, so then uh, then you go in. So for my recapping, when when you entered, then my mind started to think of like, OK, I want to ask you all these questions because you never tell me any of this stuff that happens when you go and shoot, you know, Top Chef and things like that. So you don't want to I feel like sometimes you don't want to know. <laughs> that's not true. It's just <laughs> life is busy. Right. But now we have the chance. So you walk in. And there's like the set of like a Michael Jackson video basically <laughs> laid out in front of you. Yes. Fog um, machine, all white party. Actually, I should have said Puff Daddy. Where? What was I thinking? Yeah. Um, uh, and they they play the one like I come in and I say, and and it was a little bit more to it, but I'm just like, it looks. Someone says it looks like a dream, and I'm like, this is an actual dream I've had. Right. <laughs> but like they don't let me get to the punchline, so right. it sounds a little weird because I. That's yeah. usually what happens with me. My best material just ends up on that foggy floor. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hidden underneath. Um, but yeah, we, 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 we sit down and then like, you know, at that point I haven't seen the kids, so I don't know. Right. That first yeah. moment when they come through the door and it's, um, it's Fuller that leads through yeah, the door. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. It was yeah. like, you know, uh, Ocean's Eleven, right? It was, um, right. you know, it was like, you know, the music was playing and these kids are just marching through the door, uh, yeah. just unbelievably talented and just like, you know. Looking sharp in their white jackets and yeah. And so what uh, and were also, you? What yeah. Were you, go ahead. What were you thinking? Like, were you? I mean, I don't know. I I haven't. Um, I you know our kids don't really cook, so I I don't know what I would have expected. You know, from this this caliber of of kid. Like, I don't know what my expectations would have been. What were yours going into it? Yeah, my expectations were. You know, it's time to gear up the vocabulary because you're gonna have to find a thousand ways to say that something was pretty good when it wasn't Mm, Uh, like I'm not expecting anything. I mean, these are kids and I've done other kids cooking shows and not to take away from any of those, you know, shows or kids. Um, but you know, it depends on, you know, uh, the, this, the situation, but I wasn't expecting the caliber of food that we actually got. So it was a shocking surprise to see the actual talent that was on the plate and not just the, you know, the fact that like there was a great cast and they had great personalities, but that they actually had, you know, culinary talent. It was, it was impressive. Yeah. That's awesome. It's see, I mean, it, that's the way it played out on screen. I just was, you know, wondering if that's the way it played out for you. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it did. So, um, they, they sit down, they came out in, in pretty big groups. Yeah, they served um, in like and, three different groups. Yeah. So from a, from a production standpoint, is that, do they stagger their start times then? Oh, is I love how, how like you're, you're I have so, me. I always have so this, many questions. This is so cute. This is adorable. <laughs> we should do more of these. Um, Perfect. Yeah. Right. So there, so it's, it's something you don't see, but it's, um, again, everyone's got the same amount of time, but right. there is sort of a stagger so that there's just the perfect amount of time between one group, you know, presenting their mm. food and the next group presenting their food. So I'm um, guessing, I mean, they, they started in the, the stew room, as it were. So the time right. started there, but then they must have stopped at some point then to restart in the pantry um, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Again, I, specifically with this episode, I don't know how it works. Um, yeah. All that I can say, though, is that it's always the real amount of time that you see. 
and and always you know uh, you know fair as regarding time and you know which groups have you know uh, what course to serve or what order they're being served in. Yeah. Um, so it's just the logistics of it, though. You're you're very curious about the logistics. Um, it is like clockwork. Yeah. It's amazing the production handles it like that, and that you don't have you know groups that are disadvantaged because of time and or positioning, etc. Hey everyone, uh, I hopefully that you guys are using TrueCar. I know that we've been looking into it, and you can easily find the car you want when you're using TrueCar. They'll show you what other people in your area paid for the car you want, and now you know what a fair price is, so you can feel confidence. Uh, once you register, you'll see real pricing on actual inventory. This is competitive pricing offered to you only by a TrueCar certified dealer for an actual vehicle on their lot. It's pricing you'll feel uh, comfortable with, and you'll see before going to a dealership um, so you can feel ultra confident. With TrueCar, you can connect with a local certified dealer of your choosing so you can enjoy a quick, easy buying experience. TrueCar customers are more likely to enjoy a faster buying process as well when they connect with TrueCar certified dealers. TrueCar users save an average of over $3,000 off MSRP. TrueCar shows their customers all of their available incentives before they even arrive at the dealership. Over 3 million cars have been sold to TrueCar users by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. There are over 13,000 TrueCar Certified Dealers nationwide. When you're ready to buy, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some of these features are not available in all states. Hi, I'm Allie Hilfiger. And I'm Steve Hash. And we're the hosts of Sit In on Podcast One. Join us as we travel around the world visiting creative people in their homes, studios, and the places they work to discuss their story, process, and basically everything in between. We're sitting down with the biggest names in the world of fashion, art, and music like Tommy Hilfiger, Gigi Hadid, Brian Adams, Martin Lawrence Ballard, and Zana Roberts. Check out new episodes of Sit In every week exclusively on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. You're listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. So they come out, and uh, the first group is Henry, Milo, Fuller, um, and Owen. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Is that is that I think the so. first group? Yeah. And uh, it's a pretty good showing. Fuller is crying. Yeah. yeah. Fuller is crying though, and uh, in the kitchen, you know, on, he he says like. That garlic sauce makes right. the, it, it makes the roast sticky. Yeah, I, I was like, Gosh. I totally, I totally, totally get understood. it. Totally get it. Yeah, yeah. What he was saying, um, because like it's, it's it's a thing that's got a lot of big flavor to it, and he was making like barbecue pizza. Um, right. But he's really and upset. It, and everybody in that room has kids. I mean, all of you guys have kids. So like, sitting there with him, like crying in front of you. What was the what was the room like in that moment? Yeah, I mean, I do think, listen, I, I think certainly uh, Gail and Vanessa are closest to the kids and they're, you know, mm-hmm. uh, moms. So, you know, you yeah. can tell there was like, a, you know, like, hey, should we get up and hug them? You know, right. um, uh, but I think everyone was very understanding. And, I, you know, yeah, and totally. sometimes it's also I think for the kids, it's just a release. It's not even that yeah. they're upset or stressed. It's just it's a pretty emotional moment, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it was just like, cheer up. Everything's going to be all right. I think that was yeah. the overall vibe at the table for any of the kids who seemed like they were struggling. Yeah. Uh, and then, food in that first round. So you had the twins both serving. Yeah. Uh, and you had the, it was Owen sous vide duck, um, which was like, that was like the dish. And I was like, oh, this is real. This is for yeah. real. Oh, these, well. these kids are, these kids are going, they're going to go like, 
and and push and like it sous vide duck not easy um for time wise and also just depends on the product there's so many things that could go wrong and he just he he just nailed it um yeah. uh henry similar plating both very sort of like you know three star michelin big white plate small little focused you know presentation um and then milo though makes this uh hot dog right Right. Uh, yeah. He makes this bon me hot dog with these, which like fries. Milo and me might have like kindred spirits too, because like who, I mean, who wants to create a hot dog food truck? Like as, a, as your dream, like that's awesome and amazing. And I yeah, know like, I'm a vegetarian oh, most of the time, but hot dogs <laughs> are a weakness. <laughs> yeah. This was, the, that's, that's kind of a statement dish. It's one that it like, is. when you don't hear, it's not sous vide duck. So it doesn't sound as, um, compelling, but like to make a fresh hot dog, like Curtis said, that's something right. that's just really challenging. But I was more impressed with the fact that he had this like global understanding of flavor, um, yeah. and had like this tamarind sauce and he right. had the bonito flakes on the potatoes, which by the way, you and I had, uh, potatoes with bonito flakes at Royster in Chicago yeah. recently. Yeah. Right. And like, so, and I don't know if Milo's been there, Where's he but from? if he hasn't, that's incredible. Is he from the Midwest? Is he a Midwest kid? I think he's from St. Paul, I believe. Yeah, so yeah, I think you're right, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. It's, so. it's a chance he's seen it, but right. regardless, that that was the most impressive flavor that I tasted the whole the whole day. Wow, uh, were these potatoes with this sauce and this bonito flake? I thought it was just really really smart. Um, yeah. So now that 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 first group had a really impressive showing. Yeah. Are we missing someone in that group? I feel like I'm missing someone no, who was in I that think group. They did three groups of four, so I think okay. we got them all. Yeah. And Got it. Um, yeah. Next, next group came, comes out, and it's Caitlin, Jasmine, Max, and Maxine. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have notes on this group? Let's see. I so Caitlin. Oh, 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 I did. The only, you know, the only question I noticed, I must have only, I just noticed it in the second when the second group came out, is that the kids only had to prep two plates. So the judges were you each had one plate on each side of the table. Is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a good. That's a good call there. Yeah, so we're sharing. So Vanessa and I are sharing off of the same plate, um, but some of that's also just because the table's not big enough. You have four chefs presenting, um, but we did that share. Many dishes. Yeah, I didn't know if they were just curious. trying to like just ease them into it, you know, and not make them have to make four plates of something. You know, I mean, the, some of them had a hard time getting two plates together. So you know, I don't know For if sure. maybe it was just an ease of challenge thing or. Like I just wanted to. Thing. I was curious if you were just thinking that, like, through association, you now have shared chicken parmesan with Vanessa Lachey. No, uh, I wasn't. <laughs> Did you do the lady and the tramp with the spaghetti noodle thing? We 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 should have. We didn't. Yeah. I, I I do feel like we got along oh, well. that well. Next time we're we're, we're Instagram good. friends now. So not um, that well though, obviously. Not that we're Instagram friends. Not not that you were sharing a, a spaghetti noodle. No, of course not. I mean, it's only the first episode. Um, so, <laughs> um, but that was the group with the, the undercooked parm. chicken parm, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Chicken and parm. you love chicken parm, and I could tell I you were holding back on it. Oh. Or it may hold him back in what way? Like you, I mean, typically you and chicken parm like don't stand around too long together. <laughs> like it's pretty much gone. So I could yeah, tell okay. that so, you weren't diving into it. You know. Well, no, I mean, to be honest, I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was delicious and really good. And I would say that it's probably the one thing that was a little bit more controversial than I thought as a judge, because mm-hmm. the dead center of the chicken was right. like at that point where 
75% of America wouldn't eat it. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Of course. But I'm not the 75%. And right. uh, I, I think at one point, too, it doesn't air, but I'm like, that, I would have loved that just to been my lunch that day. Right. Uh, it, it was really good. I mean, the chicken breast was really large. That wasn't the best choice. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was a smart dish. Uh, and again, the, it was undercooked, but really barely. And I barely. always, right. as a chef, I would much rather my cooks shoot for perfection and just, just miss it like she did right. than ha- hammer intentionally it. hammer it and <laughs> overcook it. Right. Uh, what Jasmine does this surf and turf with, uh, right. she's, she's crying because she didn't get an egg on one of the an dishes. Egg, right. Yeah. Um, which uh, wasn't a wasn't really a big deal, but you can see how much pressure the kids are putting on themselves. Yeah. Uh, that dish was tasty. Max had this sort of tikka masala pasta mashup mm-hmm. um, that, in theory and concept, was really smart. I love Indian food. Yeah. You love Indian food. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It didn't didn't quite you know hit the mark. Right. Uh, and Maxine had this sort of like lime shrimp. Now. Maxine is, I think she's the, the kid who said she was stressed yeah. out in the, the bird, birds and fish. Birds and feathers, yeah. Uh, yeah, birds and, oh, birds and feathers. Now you're coming up or with the birds whole and, Sorry, birds and fish, yeah. No, but now we're close to like naming her, her restaurant. Totally. Um, and, and birds like, of a feather? Like, There's got to be a restaurant exactly. called birds of a feather. <laughs> the, mostly, it has to be. Um, you had mentioned like how the kids are really representative of like where some of them live, which I yeah. think is great. And totally. um, I think, I mean, it's great for them to get to also a chance to hang out with people from all over the country, you know, right. Oh yeah. Um, but Maxine's definitely from LA. Absolutely. She's, yes. <laughs> she's, she's almost, uh, a, she's almost a vegan. She's, she's yeah. already got a cool name for a restaurant. She's got these, you know, all of these sort of like healthy-ish sort of big flavored dishes. Yeah. Um, but there was something there for sure. Like, I think she, she's got a good sense of uh, flavor. So, Office so that group too. goes. But it is a little country. You know, I, I think I say the elephant in the room comment, which uh, yeah. is the undercooked chicken part. Because at that point also, here's, here's something that's really interesting. At some mm-hmm. point, I think around this round, a producer comes out and says, just so you know, the parents can hear you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, or or so, something to that effect. Like, right. that, hey, yeah. everyone, like if you're talking and it's during like the actual filming, like uh-huh. the parents were also listening. Okay. Um, are they listening in between? And, like when the cameras are No, they weren't. I, I don't think so. I don't, and okay. again, I don't know specifics, but at some right. point it comes to our attention. I just remember right. Gail's yeah. face. I remember <laughs> Gail's eyes just like <laughs> popping up because, right. you know, listen, they're kids. So it's really tough. Right. Like you don't want to be like, hey, you know, yeah. you, you hammered this. This is awful. Right. Um, I mean, to be honest, none of that actually happened. None of it yeah. was awful. But yeah. Um, it, it was like interesting. And I think, so my elephant in the room sort of comment was like, Hey, right. you know, I mean, we're not you, talking about you, it. You do have to talk about these things. Right. right. Because, yeah. um, you know, especially for the viewer, you got to know why someone's there at the end, whether it's good or bad. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, next group comes out and it's, uh, and things and- are getting a little shaky at this point. At least the production is painting it that, that, that things are starting to get, you know, there's people crying, there's undercooked food. Like it's, Things are getting shaky, and you can feel it, right, in the production, I felt, leading oh, into this group, right? Yeah, multiple kids have cried. People and you got Fernando's running around, and he's, he's, you know, prepping food on the floor and doing – I mean, it's just it's, things, oh. are going, things are going a little sideways for everyone, it seems. <laughs> things are going side, sideways for a lot of the kids, for sure. 
Um, and then, yeah, so uh, the next group is Kenzie, Fernando, Audrey, and Rahana. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you mentioned, like Fernando is, you know, plating on the floor, right? Right, and yeah. And running around. And yeah. I, I forget who it was. I think it was, I don't know, one of the other kids is like, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's happening over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's yeah. Here's what I have to say about that. Fernando, you know, again, he's the youngest competitor, I think, um, of, of all yeah. the kids. Well, I think Audrey's 11, too, but yeah. Yeah, one of those younger ones. And, yeah. like, he's plating on the floor. And you know what? I was like, when everyone else is probably watching that, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he's doing that. I was like, you go, Fernando. You right, go whatever you got to do. You get it out there. You plate on the floor <laughs> and you do whatever you have to do because I've right. been in those moments on Top Chef, not right. literally plating on the floor. But I'm pretty sure, like, I've, like, throwing a saute pan over my shoulder just to get it right. out of the way. <laughs> like the rules of a normal restaurant. I hope you looked you. before. I did. I did. Safety first, kids, by the way, if you're listening, yes. safety first. Yeah. But Don't there is that, this part yeah. of like the Top Chef world or the competition world where you just got to right. do what you have to do this to isn't, make it happen. This isn't your home kitchen, right? This isn't, you know, uh, right. controlled so, controlled situation. It's all, all rules point, are abandoned. Yeah, that becomes strategy at a certain point. Yeah. Like you got yeah. what you got to do. But also... I mean, he's running around and like running to the fryer and he's super stressed and he's an adorable, smart kid. And like you feel for him. And like I've been in those positions and like they did a really good job of making me feel stressed out for him. Uh, yeah. Watching it as a viewer. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like every cook has that like dream where like, oh, my gosh, I have 10 things to do and time's running out. Right. Um, and we got to watch it, you know, play out there for Fernando who delivers at the end a perfectly cooked piece of asparagus. Right. And, and, it, and in that moment, I'm wondering, and I know he's 11, so that's hard, but why don't you just be like, I want to be vegan? <laughs> like, just change your dream completely. Oh, I like I just that. just realized that- I want to be simple, farm-to-table, vegan restaurant. And all we grew this week was asparagus. So and, that's it. And that's where that they're just good people. <laughs> <laughs> they're just good spirits. Right. You know, they don't. He doesn't even have Fernando. He doesn't have these kids. Don't have in their arsenal. Uh, you know, to come up there at judges' table and then sort of alter to their story in the moment way for out. the sake of talking their way yeah. out of it. Right. Um, yeah. uh, we could bring Fabio on, who I'm going to podcast with two days from now. <laughs> right. And maybe yeah. we can get these kids. Fabio can do some consulting. Fabio can do some training. Yeah. He could talk his way out of anything. Yeah. Um, but he also like yeah right. So he cooks this perfect piece of asparagus, and the way yeah. it looks on the on the screen is that. Like we're trying to, you know, like, oh, wow, it's yeah. really good. But no, it was really, it, it was good It looks good. It's a nice color. Right. Yeah. That like maybe as a viewer, you're like, he only got an asparagus. He's definitely going home. That was right. not the case. It was wow. a disgust. Really? Like, yeah, the asparagus was that perfect. And also yeah. there was a lot of other flaws, like, yeah. you know, really salty food. Salty potatoes, yeah. Kenzie, who's in that group, who, you know, um, you know had I'll some, say- you know, yeah. I'll say, I don't know if anyone else does this, but I know you do this sometimes when you watch these shows is like you look at the editing leading into the elimination challenge and you kind of try to guess who's going home. I don't know. Do you do that? I do because I'm a fan of the show. So you watch right, it. So I do that. I do that with, you know, regular Top Chef. And, and I did that with this one. And I, I kind of had Kenzie pegged. I thought they were giving her a chance to tell her story and, and they were getting her set up for the going home. And then she had the salty potatoes. And, yeah. and then, you know, yeah, I was I was thinking that I had it pegged right, but that's exactly. Her mom, asparagus. Her mom got airtime. Yeah, exactly. Airtime. Yeah. But um, you know, good editing. Well, good job. Look at that. Good job. Magical elves <laughs> editing. That's why they yeah. win Emmys. That's yeah, why they that, win that's Emmys. It. Um, so Kenzie's got some really salty mashed potatoes. 
Um, and then so, give me a got, give me a yeah. give me a spectrum. Like, how salty are we talking about? Because I like salt. I'm a fan of salt. So yeah, like, this one. Wow, this one. Was I mean, I know they showed like, like there was like coughing and choking and stuff yeah, like that. I mean, I didn't know if that was know, real. I mean, you know. No, it's definitely real. I mean, I'm you yeah. know I'm the only actor at that table, so <laughs> not, that's not true. That's not true. Vanessa Lachey, I'm sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> put it this: I would say like if you you know worked in a little bit of potato puree and a dab mm. of butter into a box okay. of salt. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh no. <laughs> it was it was pretty salty, but just I mean, you could tell maybe like the potatoes were cooked in salty water, and then also the potato puree was seasoned with salt. Um, oh gosh. And then everything yeah. else was also seasoned. So, and again, one of those things I would much rather a young cook, you know, to make a mistake over seasoning than under seasoning. Um, right. So I think that's something that you know uh, you know can be corrected, but it was pretty salty. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty salty. I mean, okay. if you have to go for the glass of water right away, that's when you right. know. You know, uh, yeah. As a judge, yeah. Um, Audrey's one of the other kids uh, in that group, and she does eggs, Bubba. Yeah, it was a great name. And she's uh, <laughs> glu- but she's gluten free, and yep. um, she wants to do like a gluten free southern restaurant, which is like right. that's got some legs to it potentially. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because it's a food that's you know usually uses lots of sort of flour and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That could be really interesting. I remember that dish t- was a little controversial because um, it was like wildly plated. Like it was very like Jackson Pollock. Splatter. Yeah. I splatter all splatter. over the place. Splatter platter. It, yeah. it was just, it was silly delicious. Like it was just nice. delicious. Oh, that's and good. I think that that's one of those things too. It's like when, when you get, it'll be interesting to see how these kids' personalities play out when you got one kid, you know, doing sous vide duck breast with one juniper berry on it and a drop of veal sauce. And, yeah. you know, the next and, and then Audrey's got like, you know, gluten free waffles with eggs and hollandaise, whatever it is. Um, that to me is always the most interesting part of Top Chef, like the the actual genre of cuisines that are battling, not just the competitors. Right. Uh, Rahana is in that group as well. And she does like some lamb chops that literally came out of a restaurant in San Francisco. Like, I don't know if like <laughs> she has like a, uh, you know. Uh, a green chef or, or, or like, like, like access to get delivered beautiful, beautiful food that she just set up for us. And like, it literally right. looked like this came from a restaurant. Like it was just sharp wow. plated, plated impressively, big wow. flavors. Um, where again, it's like, Oh, then there, here's another style of food. This sort of like Northern California, mm. um, globally influenced food, uh, just super, super delicious. Oh, cool. Um, but and that was the round, and uh, you know, then of course, um, you know, we're head to judges table, table yeah. and uh, where where it all goes down. Um, so I noticed something at judges table, and yeah. I want to bring it up. There were, I'm pretty sure, I wrote it down, so I'm pretty sure this is right. There were two girls and two boys in the top and the bottom. And the Did judges you notice that. And the judges were also two girls. That's why. Okay, fine. Yeah, sure. That's not really what I'm, but I, I guess, yeah, I suppose. Um, but I'm wondering, or do you know, was there production um, influence there to have it be even? Or oh my gosh. It... First of all, why, I can't believe that you're such a disbeliever. First of all, you've done, <laughs> you've been a part I, of this thing for 10 years I know, with me. And I would have been um, surprised had they, but, just, had the they, but it just, it was the way it was. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know. 
I don't know. Well, listen, I, listen. You are a conspiracy theorist, obviously, yeah. and I, I'm glad you're asking this question because probably a lot of people who are listening, you know, think yeah. things like that. Right. Here's the unfortunate answer for everyone. There's no, there's no production influence. There's just it just doesn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like it might look like that, um, that hey, it's even, it's boy girl, whatever it is, um, but it's just how the dice landed, you know, that yeah. day. Um, so I mean, and that's always, and that's always one of the most impressive things about these shows, um, is is how much reality it actually is. You know, whether right. it's the time of the cook, or you know, the true feelings of a judge, um, and it's you know one of the things that make a show like this great. Because if you take that away, um, you know, you lose you lose a lot of the authenticity. I think. Yeah. Um, so the the kids come out. Vanessa Lachey tries her best to sort of let the winning group you know, think that they, maybe they weren't the winning group. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, I mean, I think the kids knew that they had the best yeah. dishes. Um, they're super happy. Um, this to me was fun. So the win ends up going to um, Rahana. Right. And this was like the first moment. Then you look to the twins. Like if you go back and screenshot it, okay. and then there's just the slightest, slightest Ooh. first glimpse of yeah. like, you know, we're disappointed. I'm disappointed. Mm. Like, I thought I was going to win. Okay. And like, um, I mean, not, not again, nothing wrong. I mean, it's yeah, just a little bit like, yeah, it's the, the type of thing that someone would screenshot of Richard Blaze and be like, look, oh, he does fish look good for, right, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, <laughs> but like, where you just see this moment of like, no, they're also competitors, right? Yeah. It's right. great that Audrey and Rahana are going to go dance and they're happy for each other. And it's so early mm. in the competition. And I think one of them says, we're going to be friends forever. I love these yeah. comments. Yeah, oh, totally and cute. You know what? Yeah. And I think that's going to be the case for a lot of these kids. Um, yeah. But there, there's also going to be a lot of hurt feelings, and it is going to be competitive, and it's just yeah. like sports. Um, right. You know, kids are not going to win, and they're going to think that they should have, or they're going to feel, you know, uh, you know, not quite as happy when someone else wins, right? And I thought you saw a split second of that here in this first episode. Um, yeah. They bring out the, the other chefs that did yep. not do so well. I don't even. I didn't even write who they were, but um, it was. Uh, uh, it was Fuller yeah. and Fernando. Was and it Fuller? Yeah. Was it Fuller? Okay. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it wasn't uh, actually. Fernando uh, was it Caitlin with the undercooked chicken? Kenzie and Kenzie oh, yeah, Kenzie, potato. Caitlin, Fernando, and then it had to have been another boy because I think right. I wrote down two boys, two girls. So we'll see. I think it was okay. Fuller, but maybe not. Um, and it's kind of up in you know you don't know who's going to go home. Obviously, there were right. some big mistakes that were made. Um, right. at, at this you, point, yeah. You, I want to I just go back really quickly because I wrote down, you got to announce the winner. Why did you get to announce the winner? Because I'm the guest judge. Oh, okay. The guest, Alrighty. the guest judge always announced the winner. Yeah. Alrighty, well, what do I I would rather right. take a standing cast member role, though. I know you would. <laughs> instead of the ability to announce the winner. Um, but it is always fun because I feel like I'm also, I'm, I'm going to pat myself on the back for just a hot second. Hmm. I'm, I'm getting really good at delivering sort of like the that line or holding it long enough to sort of create a little bit of tension now that I'm hosting and judging yeah. enough things. Right. Um, so it's always kind of a fun moment, right, to sort of like look someone well, in the you, eye. You practice all, all the time in your stage show too. So I practice when like I line <laughs> you and girls up at home and I send one yeah. of you home. Right, yeah. right, our live show does a reenactment yeah. basically of a competition. So I do practice. Um, Rahana oh. wins um, and, you know, that's always a big thing that the first person that wins a Top Chef elimination, like yeah, statistically, usually that's wins true. Top Chef. Um, oh, I, I don't interesting. Know what, it's like 60-something percent, 70 You're percent. You're a conspiracy theorist, too. 
no, I'm just a statistician. I just follow <laughs> okay. like, numbers. I love big data. Um, but all of those kids did great. Honestly, the whole cast, I couldn't believe how well they performed. Yeah. Uh, they introduced and this then, thing where there's a bunch of jars. Right. Okay. So that? they, they kind of like become like a, almost like a last chance kitchen. Not, not even like, oh, just a, just a, you might get saved. Like there might be a life preserver in these jars. Right. Like I feel like they kind of passed some of the elimination pressure off of the judges with those jars, which is nice, you know, cause they, they got to see the kids every week and like that, you know, I think it softened the blow a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't have to see the kid that you eliminate. Um, so, right, yeah, that's true. That's true. But still, um, I, you know, I mean, I think it can be, you know, it yeah, can, you just, can be cumulative. But yeah, you just know that that kid's not going to follow you on Facebook or Instagram. I got to say this, though. How do you not have a safe in the first challenge? Come on, Magical Elves. Like, that's oh. so heartless. How first are you going to put eliminated in there for the first challenge? Like, if you're going to so give the ability to save somebody... Jasmine, Come on. Blaze, you're you're too you're too you're too inside of the machine. That's Come it's on. just a random call. It's just a random. Come on, call. no, it's not. It's not random. The jars are numbered one through. It's not like he got to pick anyone he wanted out of one through fifteen, then or one through twelve. Then that would have been a random call. They set up no. those jars with the things in there. Challenge number one. He picked the number one, the number one jar, and it's in there. Got it. Like, but from what I from what I understand, and well, we could get someone without. But from what I understand, that it is a random actual pick. Like no one. We had no idea. So no one had any idea what was inside of that jar. So there is a randomness to it. So Well, I, those I almost, signs didn't grow in those jars. Someone put them in there. <laughs> right. But, I mean, this, you have someone like, you know, as you're doing a raffle or something. Like, no one's I, – I really believe that it's a random pick. It's not a raffle because it's not a number. It says eliminated or safe. All I'm saying is that, like, man, I just – I know I'm, I have kids. So, like, I just want them all to win. But, like – just give just give, give the kid a safe like give him as his first challenge i don't know anyway i hear it was uh, okay listen so <laughs> i was i was like heartbroken even more for him that it said eliminated i was just like no yeah, how are it we is gonna do little, that to you fernando i get it. it it is sort of like doubling down on the disappointment for right. sure <laughs> but i mean i do i feel, i do want to clear this up it is a random thing so like right. it's not something that's been produced it would have been nice of course i hear what you're saying um, and I don't even know how many saves there are going to be, and I don't know like. What I think the next they said there was four all all okay. in. Well, that'll be whatever. Interesting to see so what You're a company man. Day? I don't have to be. I, what you, <laughs> I'm not a company man. I am. I'm first of all. I'm nowhere. No, I'm not a company man. Um, I'm just saying that I am a believer in the process. I, I know it was random. I was there. We had no idea what was going to be in the jar. And uh, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens when you do get a safe. Does that mean you're just automatically? It means you don't team? go home. Yeah, it means you're just wow. you get to stand. So I mean, it's interesting, and I I could understand the um, urge for those saves to come later in the season when kids have proven their worth at a certain point, and maybe you know whatever. But still hard. Absolutely still hard. hard. But I do think yeah. it relieves a little pressure off the judges. I will say that too. Yeah, I'm not quite sure that I, I agree with the, the judges part, but definitely there's sort of a second uh, opportunity for the kids to get back. Unfortunately for Fernando, he uh, you know is not coming back in the competition as far as I know. Um, yeah. uh, and then like well, I do like the fact that sort of then the judges, we got a chance to come out uh, and say hello to Fernando and give him a little bit of uh, a pep talk. Um, he's an awesome kid. They're all awesome kids. The fact that they even you know, have been casted on this show means that they are a talent. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I hope that they all stay friends and, you know, yeah. that, 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 that they all stay friendly throughout it. I think they're going to, cause it looks like such a good group, 
Um, well, but- and it's such a, like, what a great, um, uh, just like thing to have in your life. Like if that's what you're into and you like cooking and you just met these 11 other kids that are like you and like-minded and like, you know, talk about the same things you like and do. And now you, you know, have this network, like that's just amazing. Like what a leg up for these kids, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know what? Um, you're right. And I, I, a lot of the kids mentioned that finally I have someone yeah. that I can talk to yeah. about the thing that I'm really passionate about. And you know, whether it's, I don't like sports or whatever, but I like cooking to have friends like that is really important. So I think that's going to yeah. be amazing for their personal growth. I'm excited, Jasmine. I want to watch, I'm, I want to watch the next episode. And I think that that yeah. says a lot because you know, right. I don't watch too many food competitions. Um, yeah. I, I want to let I the kids the, watch it too. I think the kids are going to love it. I was just going to sure say gonna that. Get, yeah. They're going to, you know, they'll get attached to some people and then, um, that'll be a lot of fun, but I thought they did a great job. Production was awesome. The kids are super talented. I can't wait to, uh, get episode two. Um, and listen, everyone, hopefully you guys like this special episode here, recapping Top Chef Junior. If you want us to do more shows like this, um, let us know. Like, let's reach out to us on social, at Richard Blaze, at Jasmine Blaze on Instagram or Twitter. Um, and also, uh, remember, please, please, this is like a, a serious request here. Can you go to the Podcast One app or go over to Apple Podcasts? Uh, and make sure that you subscribe to Starving for Attention. There's tens of thousands of you uh, listening to us, but we could use uh, a few more listeners. It enables us to, uh, like today, uh, do a podcast where I'm in Minnesota and Jasmine's in San Diego, uh, and it will enable us to do more episodes like this one. I hope you liked it. Jasmine, you liked it, right? I did. It was a I lot of fun. It, it was fun. Um, so, uh, you know, let us know. If you like this, this sort of recap thing, maybe we can do some other shows or more of this show. Uh, but I can't wait to uh, get back in the studio with you in California, Jasmine and Heather. Uh, and um, until then, everyone out there, stay hungry. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Hey, everybody, I'm Heather Dubrow. And I'm Dr. Terry Dubrow. Every Friday, check out my podcast, Heather Dubrow's World. We also have the Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig Show every Tuesday. So don't forget iTunes and Podcast One. Tune in to Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig on Tuesdays and Heather Dubrow's World every Friday.